glass tube CO2s, like yeah. the one in your ohm tech back there, are continuous yeah. wave. The RF tubes in CO2 galva lasers, fiber lasers, and UV lasers are pulsed. So that means that they're pulsing, and that's why you set a frequency on a fiber laser, but you don't set a frequency on a continuous wave like your CO2. Uh, because there is no frequency. The frequency is literally the frequency of the pulse. How frequently is that pulse firing during operation? That's what you're setting. Hey guys, what's up and welcome to the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast <laughs> if you're looking to... What the f***, Jimmy? What the f*** was that? Just what? Welcome to the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast <laughs> if you are looking to grow or scale your laser business. Uh, it's Kyle, me and Jimmy today. We're hanging out. We're here to answer your questions and provide support. We don't have a guest lined up or anything today, but we still wanted to come on air and hang out so uh we're here if you guys have any questions in the meantime i am going to go pull my giant monster pile of merch out of the closet because it all finally came and i really want to show it off so i'm gonna go get it what's up everybody hey guys and girls we got Utah in the house we got snaff we got <laughs> danny that mom with the laser hey emily yo <laughs> look at this mr postman all right so we'll, Jay. we'll, we'll start with the the t-shirts so i got the well, wave, i got the wavelength t-shirt i got the just the plain jane black laser everything and uh this is my cloud ray t-shirt i keep it in the same pile but not actually merch this is actually pretty rare this is the only laser everything t-shirt that was printed with the white laser everything and the yellow logo all of the new ones are yellow and yellow i want to put this design back up but it's not up right now so white and so, yellow so what you're telling me is i limited, like that limited release collectible gotcha yeah right right exactly we've got the vintage sports tee right there laser everything super classic yeah the yellow snack shirt with the blueprint lasered ringer tee burn to learn to learn yep burn to learn baseball three-quarter sleeve and then i have the inverted three-quarter sleeve with the laser everything print which i like this is my favorite shirt i think i really really like this one long sleeve blue print white snack shirt charcoal gray laser everything classic long sleeve lasered uh color block that's a hoodie we're into hoodies now print hoodie blue season. snack i bought an i bought another active capture shirt <laughs> Then we've got the uh, contrast hoodie, black and gray with the burn to learn in white print and the fleece zip up with lasered on the back. Miranda says Alex has a problem. <laughs> Dude, I like them. They're like nice. And I got my white, my my like plain Jane white. This is just a sweater. This, this is the only sweater that I got. I think it's the only sweater on the shop, but it's just a sweater. But it looks pretty chill. Oh, and I got more hats too. So I got my... I got my lasered hat. Ain't got no funky donkey hat in there. I got the laser everything hat that you guys have already seen. And then this one is burn to learn right there. Which I guess I can just pop on like that. Headphones fit a little better that way anyway. Uh so yeah, I have enough I have enough merch to uh to last like a, a lifetime over here. Plus plus what you're wearing now. Yeah. I what I really sure. want to do is like an like an unboxing and uh and like show like actually show them like on so that people can see what they look like uh but they're dope dude i think they're pretty sweet so that's good quality too 
Yeah, they're pretty nice, good. The, the nice prints, the prints have been a little hit and miss, like the print quality. Like Kyle's yeah. is, show them yours, Kyle. Mine is, it, it, it looks like it's actually kind of evened out a little bit, but a little bit. Just so this side, but oh, sorry, this side's Stop a little lower. Boobs, yeah. You're playing with your boobs. My boobs are down here off the screen. Um, <laughs> come on, now I'm fat. So the we're all fat, dude. This side's a little lower than this side. Yeah, and, and it's got kind of like it's tell kind of it's got like in the a middle. bow to it. Like yeah. mine's, I mean, I guess mine's a little white, a little bit wider at the bottom, but not really. Like that's that's how it's supposed to look. You can tell mine was like grabbed by the the hoodie pouch at the bottom and pulled down and stretched before they ran the print. Yeah, and I just don't know why they would do that. So anyway, so the prints the prints can be a little hit and miss. Like I got a hoodie for Felix and I got a onesie for Coraline, and both of those were a little stretched too. But um, it, you know, all all around, I mean, for having ordered like four hundred dollars worth of merch i threw out a bunch of clothes too because the last time i bought clothes for myself was like 2019 or 2018 like right before we moved out to new york so all of my clothes had like holes in them and they were all worn or like too small because i'm getting fat now too uh so like seriously dude like i used to wear small and it was like a little baggy on me like i used to be like oh man like i have to go shop in the kids section of target or whatever and now i'm i'm like wearing like a large comfortably from the merch yep. store, which is like a medium for most places, but still, that's like I've gone up like three sizes, which is crazy. So, anyway, nothing fits. My pants still don't fit. The button in my jeans is digging into my gut right now, and it is pretty uncomfortable. Uh, so I need new jeans too. But I splurged because I haven't gotten new clothes in a long time, and I figured if I'm gonna get clothes, I might as well get the merch because then, you know, no matter what day it is, if I need to hop on a live stream or something, I've just I've got it on. I'm just always wearing it. So Jay has the, a quick question. Yeah, what's up? Jay has a quick question. Uh, I'd like to upgrade my light burn. Do you know how many laser lasers light burned will operate off one computer? Uh, as many instances of light burn as your computer can handle running. Yeah, exactly. So you can just keep opening new instances over and over and over. We actually have an episode on the light burn for Galvo Crash Course on how to do that. But you really don't need an episode on the crash course to tell you how to do it just right click light burn while it's running down in your taskbar and click the logo again and it'll just open a new instance it's harder on mac macs are pretty difficult to run multiple instances you need to use the terminal it's best to use like an online guide because there's like code you have to paste into the terminal and it's annoying so um but yeah uh shortcut on that too if if you have light burn running and you have a mouse uh because you're you know, a mouse. Uh, if you center click on the mouse wheel, um, it'll open up another instance too. Oh, really? Yeah. In Mac? No, on Windows. Oh, okay. I was I was gonna say I was like that would save people a lot of time. I, I'm I'm a PC guy. I yeah, used no, a Mac me too. In like 15 years. I've never touched a Mac in my life. Sammy's here. What's up, Sammy? Jack says nope. he can't wait to see me in high heels during my fashion <laughs> show. I'll throw a pair on nice. for you. Uh -huh. What uh should I make a new tier on the uh the LMA, the high heel tier? <laughs> it's two hundred bucks a month. No crickets tonight. They're all sleeping, thank God. Probably got pretty cold up there anyway. They're probably it's cold. It's cold. It's supposed to be a frost tonight. It's gonna be a frost. All oh right. Gil's got a question. Uh hello guys. Thanks for all your instructions. I would like to know how I uh how can I make it 
like bold with the laser, the fiber laser, uh, like bold text. Is that what you mean? Because there's a few different ways you can go about it. Like if you're writing your text in EasyCAD, there's a character window you can go into to bold the text. Uh, but I would really recommend uh, doing it in like an outside vector editing program like Illustrator or Affinity Designer or Inkscape. Because then you can just bold the text in there and export it ready to go. We cover a lot of that in all of our artwork tutorials. So if you go to the main channel and you go to playlists uh, and scroll, because we don't add to it very often, so it's probably going to be at the bottom on like the last page, but you'll see one called artwork tutorials. And we have intros for Illustrator, Inkscape, and Affinity Designer, and we go over how to modify and edit text and export it for EasyCAD and Lightburn. So uh, that'll get you there. Hopefully that's what you're, hopefully that's what you're asking. If I, uh, if, if I have that right, um, TMB framing or TMB farming, uh, is asking what is a pulse fiber laser? Uh, there's two kinds of lasers, pulsed and continuous wave, uh, continuous yep. wave means that the beam just fires and it never turns off until the computer tells it to turn off. So it's literally just like constantly blasting whatever it's blasting. Uh, those tend to be weaker than pulsed lasers. Pulsed lasers fire and then turn off and fire and turn off over and over and over again like a strobe light while they're firing. And they tend to be a little stronger because what's happening is when the laser is turning off, it's actually charging up for the next pulse of power. So you get harder hits, but you get it in pulses instead of one continuous beam. Which is Most like a CO2, right? Glass tube CO2s like yeah. the one in your ohm tech back there are continuous yeah. wave. So they just yeah. fire and then they turn off. The RF tubes in CO2 galva lasers, fiber lasers and UV lasers are pulsed. So that means that they're pulsing and that's why you set a frequency on a fiber laser but you don't set a frequency on a continuous wave like your CO2 uh, because there is no frequency. The frequency is literally the frequency of the pulse. How frequently is that pulse firing during operation? That's what you're setting. So when you set your frequency to 30 kilohertz, that laser is going to pulse 30,000 times a second while it's running. Uh, so that's, that's what a pulsed laser is. Uh, and anybody using any kind of Galvo laser probably has a pulsed laser unless you have some kind of special... Uh, laser marking machine like a uh, a laser welder or the fiber Cleaner. cleaners yep uh, are typically continuous wave lasers uh, so that's the difference but marking with galvos is typically pulsed the so. shogun shogun wants to know uh how is the support for the sfx lasers it's good uh venus is really responsive uh, his boss i don't remember his name off the top of my head he's like the sales manager uh, is really responsive. I didn't really have anything go wrong with my SFX, so I couldn't like really challenge their support while I had it. But you know, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Like no problems is good, but I didn't have anything break where I needed to ask for help. You can't uh, put them to the test, yeah. Yeah, but every time that I reached out to them, they always replied right away, which is something that I cannot say for a lot of <laughs> laser vendors, uh, even when we're trying to help them make money <laughs> they'll go yeah. like weeks without responding and uh that yeah. was never a problem with sfx so if that is any indication as to like their support then i i would say it's good uh but 
you know, again, it, it's kind of hard to, to test on that because we didn't have anything go wrong. But they're, they're really nice guys. Uh, and I had the SFX for a long time, much longer than we usually have lasers for before publishing reviews. Uh, so, so we had the chance to have a, a lot of conversations um, so during that time. January, right? I yeah. Think. Yeah. January. Uh, so, and they were, they've been very consistently communicative with me. So uh, I, you know, I'm feeling good about it. Feeling good about Jay it. Wants, Jay wants to know when the seller accounts will be activated. He wants to sell his stainless steel blanks. I know. I know it's coming. Um, so right now, Amanda, our new web developer, is searching for a little bit of outside talent that specializes in the software we're using for the back end of the marketplace because we're having a couple just like technical hurdles that we are not quite savvy enough to get over ourselves. So we need like outside consultants essentially to come in, review the code and fix those things. That way, when you guys make sales, you actually get your money because uh, a lot of those issues right now are revolving around the payout system. So we just want to make sure that we are 100% absolutely sure that everything works perfectly before we open the open the store. So that's that's where that that's at. We have a lot of good companies lined up. Uh, Amanda's sifting through them literally probably right now as we're speaking. Uh, and, and she's been working very, very hard to get the marketplace wrapped up. It's not on the back burner. Uh, I, I stress over it every single day. I'm working on it every single day with Amanda and uh, it's, it's basically nonstop. So it's at, it's at the very top of my priority list because I'd really like it to launch for the holiday season this year. So uh, we're, we're actively working on it and I promise it's coming soon. Sona, Sona for biker. <clears throat> you know, he's super new to the channel and he wants to know the name of the channel. Thanks. Uh, the main channel is just Laser Everything. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash laser everything. We also have links to everything on the channel over at lasereverything.net, uh, which is kind of our hub for all of the content, including the podcast, buying guide, the Laser Master Academy, and all of the other services and uh, information that we offer. So uh, that's a good place to start as well. Sam. Okay, I'm... What are you going to do with software tools for a batching optimizing PDS before importing it to Lightroom? I'm currently using Earth, View and Adobe Acrobat. Uh, That's a tough one. For batch optimizing PDFs before importing into Lightburn. Hmm. Uh, that's Can't not. Save. Yeah, that's not really part of my workflow. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I would probably, if it was me and I was in a situation where I had to do something like that, I'd probably use AI uh, because AI reads PDFs and you can edit PDFs within Adobe Illustrator's tool set and save them again as PDFs if you prefer to do that for some reason. Um, so if, if I was in that situation, I would probably use AI, but I only do that occasionally and I certainly don't do it in large batches. Uh, so, you know, Acrobat may have features built in for that. I know that there's a lot of web tools as well, uh, that you can kind of just upload a bunch of PDFs, do something to all of them and then, uh, export them and redownload them. So that may be an option for you too. Solo biker is joining now. Uh, Shogun, definitely look at their 60 watt Mopa. Uh, it's it's a it's a good laser. And now that we have a clear uh, dividing line between the E series and their C series offerings, and the price differences between the two has been made clear, uh, I feel like you can make an informed buying decision on that. Either one 
is a great source. If you have the extra money, get the C series, but there's nothing wrong with the E series. It's still a 60 watt MOPA and it still kicks ass. So, you know, I, a lot of people saw my follow-up to that review and they were like, Oh, well, I'm not buying this laser anymore. And I don't think that's the right call. I, I still really think it's a, a super solid laser and there's nothing wrong with the E series at all. It's a very powerful laser. The pulse output power is still higher than the average, uh, like non-MOPA laser by a lot. It's almost twice that of the uh, LP series lasers. So like the JPT 30 watt or 50 watt LP lasers have a pulse output power of around 0.8 millijoules. And the E series 60 watt M7 has that of 1.5 millijoules. So it's almost double. It's almost twice as powerful uh, on that max pulse output power. So you can still get plenty of use out of your MOPA features. You just get more with the C series, but that's not a reason to not buy the E series. I, I think it's fine. Hey, we got a new member. Hey, yo, thank you. Uh, Jack says GIMP opens PDF as well. So that's, uh, that's something to check out. Uh, Jack says, I deal with a lot of stainless steel images. Is there any benefit to a higher wattage laser to speed production? These images typically run low speed, low power, low frequency. So it sounds like you're going for a black mark on stainless. Um, if that's the case, you're probably not going to see too much of a benefit going higher wattage because you still need to keep the power low so you're not ablating the surface, you're heating it, if that's the case, if I'm assuming correctly. Um, Shogun's asking, is San Antonio laser really worth the money being they offer training or will your master academy offer the same education? Um, I don't know what they teach in their training. Uh, I've, I've not received it and people don't buy from them often enough that I've heard enough stories anecdotally to comment on it. But, uh, I can say that the laser master academy so let, let's get something clear about the LMA2. The LMA does have some bonus content, but it's mostly for fun or behind the scenes stuff uh, or extra stuff. But the real core purpose of the Laser Master Academy is to uh, allow us to continue producing the content that we give away for free on the channel. So you guys are financially supporting that free exchange of information because we're really big about that. I don't like locking things behind paywalls. So I, I just want to get that out there. If you think that you're signing up for the LMA and you're going to get some like secret sauce that no, everybody else doesn't have access to, that's not really the case. Uh, you're, you're more funding the education that we're making publicly available. Just want to clear that up. That said, I think that we provide everything you need to know about how to use, operate, and take advantage of all of the functions and features of just about any laser uh, on the channel through one of our various courses. We have courses uh, on EasyCAD 2 and Lightburn uh, for Galvo, and we have developing courses for Lightburn for Gantry and EasyCAD 3. So we offer full coverage uh, from start to finish, literally from taking it out of the box to advanced techniques uh, for all of those different machines and software setups and combinations. And I think that that will cover you. Uh, so honestly, so if you want us to continue being able to work on those projects and, and keep being able to make those courses available, signing up for the LMA is a really good idea because it financially allows us to continue paying our employees, pay for web hosting, pay for all the other things that we pay for on a regular basis 
uh, in order to keep making this content at the high tier that we're, we're producing it, you know, with that high production value and consistency. So that's really the LMA's function. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of clear that up a little bit. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I think we've I think we've got you covered, man. I would try to find a better deal. A lot of the resellers out here are kind of uh, out to get you in the United States when you can buy U.S. stock from companies on Amazon like SFX or import your own from a company like Mactron. Uh, or wisely far cheaper than buying from a like dominant U.S. reseller. I, I think that's usually a waste yeah. of money. Like Jack at a shop says, I edit in GIMP and I use the Inkscape to copy to a vector. It, it, that's very confusing for me. So there's so many things out there, which might be good for you to explain that a little bit because everybody's using all these different kind of things where I'm so used to Illustrator and then now Lightburn. So... You know, everybody's using all these different, you know, formats and stuff. Which is best and what is better? Or is it just a personal preference and they're all the same? They're, they're not all the same. The, the feature set on them uh, is definitely different. Uh, Adobe Illustrator by far has the largest number of advanced features, but it's probably stuff you're not going to touch, Jimmy. So it really depends on who we are talking about and what software suite you need. Uh, we've demonstrated on the channel that Inkscape, Affinity Designer, and Adobe Illustrator are all capable of exporting files that can be used in both EasyCAD and Lightburn. Uh, and whether or not you want to create your designs and edit your designs in Lightburn or a dedicated software suite is completely up to the user. I find that there are some things that are easier to do in Lightburn once everything is done and I can just click, click and make small changes. But yep. I also find that when I'm Absolutely. producing graphics from scratch, uh, Adobe Illustrator is far easier to start from nothing. And yep build out graphics and then if i need to make small tweaks in lightburn it's great to have those tools available but i don't use it as a full-time graphics editor um so you know there's it's it's very much so uh i think dependent on the user um really quick sammy before sammy gets buried here uh i got my fiber laser up and running in lightburn but i never could get easycad to work so i have no core file in lightburn and don't know how to get it to do lens correction like the video so you don't actually need to set up easycad sammy in order to do your core file you just need to run the core file software from inside the easycad folder the thing that you're probably missing is that you installed the lightburn drivers for your easycad card when you installed lightburn and once you do that uh core file is not able to see your controller anymore so what you need to do is uninstall those lightburn drivers and install the easycad drivers instead unfortunately you have to switch back and forth between those two drivers to use those two uh software sets so if you're doing anything in lightburn with your fiber laser at all you need to have the lightburn drivers installed and if you're doing anything in easycad with easycad at all you need to have the EasyCAD drivers installed. We do have an episode on the Lightburn for Galvo crash course on how to switch back and forth between those drivers. I believe it's called hot swapping um, is the name of the episode. So that would definitely be something that I would check out. Um, hopefully that solves your problem. If it doesn't, reach out to me on one of our various things and we can take a little bit of a closer look, but it should get you going. I'm posting the link to the that video. Uh, Thank you. 
J Max here. What's up, buddy? I have not have not been keeping an eye on chat here because uh, I've been talking. I'm trying. I'm catching up. Me too. James Brewers here. Hey, gang. Been a while. Hope everyone is doing good. We are rocking and rolling, man. Uh, we're all really busy uh, doing the stuff that we do. Uh, we hope you're doing well, uh, well as well. Uh, Sam, as a follow-up, my workflow is downloading the orders from an online creator in batches. Sometimes the PDF files imported into Lightburn as a solid black, but resaving it will fix it. So uh, I would actually check out one of those online converters. Uh, so if resaving it fixes it, you can go, there's like PD, you can just type PDF to TO PDF uh, and literally just run it through one of those like online converters and it'll upload them all and then download them all again as like fresh files converting pdf to pdf and then you can try importing them and if that works then whether or not it was going to import well to begin with you just batch upload them and then batch download them again having been resaved by the converter and that may that may be the best option actually jack says the trace bitmap tool is just one click away uh it's totally true and inkscape is free i i have to say inkscape i think probably has the best tracing performance out of all of them uh illustrator included i really like if i did anything else in inkscape i would use it all the time but i do most of my work in adobe illustrator uh so are you kidding me so so you're telling me what now inkscape For... has the best trace function you never of... told me that before well, you don't really need to know it because it's another piece of software and 30 more hours of my life that I'm going to have to... You you heard it here first, Jimmy. <laughs> if, if <laughs> oh, you, the, way, the way you do He's killing me. You don't even think that much anyway. You send it all to Joy. No, I don't. When I get something, I go right automatically right to uh, Illustrator. Well, that's part of your problem then because you're not upscaling. You're the one that told me that, you dumb. you got to upscale. Oh, man. Upscale what? Oh, now you're killing me. He's just confusing You bring it into Photoshop, image size. We've had this conversation. I've done that time. before. That's all I do, yes. Okay, good. So then you're not just bringing it right into Illustrator. You're upscaling it No, you bring it, it into Photoshop. Photoshop. you got to upgrade it to 600 DPI. Then you do the, um, what is it? Oh, the crap. Glad you uh, made it through the storm, James, and uh, hope everyone's doing well for you. Yeah, we heard about Matt. Is Matt alive? Matt, Matt no, is I alive. I heard nothing. Okay. He doesn't yeah. have power. He doesn't yeah. have power, but he's good. All right, good. That's good. I know that uh, that people are really struggling down there right now. So uh, hopefully, Fort Myers everybody, got it really okay. bad. Fort yeah. Myers got it really bad. Yeah, dude. I saw uh, freaking TikTok, man. <laughs> this is just like the craziest shit. Uh, There's a shark right in the middle, of the, right at the end of some guy's driveway. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, really? Yeah, it's. I thought it was fake. No, it ain't fake. It's right at the end of his driveway. I'm like, good God almighty. Kyle, let the people know about this uh, giveaway situation that I, I saw you brought up in chat. Oh, yeah. So uh, as you guys know, every lasered video also has a giveaway bundled into it. Um, we're coming up on a month. Uh, we're, we're just shy of a day away from being a month up on our, our first lasered episode that we premiered. Um, and all the giveaways last for uh, 30 days. So... If you have watched the, the lasered episode, but you haven't signed up for the giveaway and you want a shot at winning each of the things, make sure you get in there and sign up or uh, you'll lose your chance. Can I join too? No. Damn. 
See? This if, crap. If, if you join anyway and it pulls your name, I'm just going to draw again. So. God, fire me. We yeah. are you're, you're, you're not eligible according to the rules. Boy, hey, if I can try, I'm going to try. Nope. <laughs> um, Nate is asking, did Tony ever make his coin video? I've been failing miserably. I've tried both brass and aluminum. Each one comes out feeling like 220 grit sandpaper, feeling lost on these things. I've been wanting to tackle this topic, but I've been busy with other projects. Kyle, however... I just did a coin the other night. Just did a coin the other night. Uh, so Kyle may be able to, to help help resolve some of those issues for you. Tony's moved on to other projects, so uh, I don't think that we'll be getting that, but we're definitely going to try to cover that. That's good. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask, is it is it like a low and slow thing? Gets it done better than like... I mean, this wasn't necessarily slow per se, but mm -hmm. um, the uh, I can't remember the settings I used. Uh, I shared the settings that I used right in the live stream I did. Mm -hmm. So if you go, um, if you get like maybe 20 or 30 minutes in after like the voting phase of what we were doing on the coin itself, because it was a viewer's choice stream. Yeah. Um, I share the settings I use. That was an aluminum coin. Um, so if you're working with aluminum, that will be more or less a direct equivalent. My machine's a 60 watt, uh, M seven JPT laser source, uh, from wisely. And I was using a 200 millimeter lens. So depending on what your laser and lens situation is, um, hopefully that gives you some level of indication. In the spring, when we have more time after Christmas, I would really like to go back like just spend like two or three days you and me and go back through the live streams and timestamp them i think that would we really help people i had a couple people uh leave some feedback on the lma today because i asked people why they signed up for the lma and uh if they'd been here for a while why are they still here and uh a couple people actually said that they you know don't like the live streams which is fine they're not for everybody but um the main reason that they don't like the live streams is because they find that it's hard if they're not there live to go back and extract information from them. I think timestamps would really make a big difference. Timestamps would make that much easier to. Yeah. Uh, so maybe after info out of after the holidays, we can just like binge timestamp things for a few days because uh, I know a lot of the the live streams they just kind of go up and and that's that you know. So I think that might I think that might make a difference for them. Um, another thing I could do since the coins were brought up, um, I can get, I can do like a batch sample of, uh, of all the different coins I've worked with. And I could do like a, how I work with each type of coin video at some point in the yeah. future. Yeah. Um, another, and like post-processing or something. Another suggestion we got too: people want us to more, uh, religiously upload our project files once we're done. So they can use the same files and try to follow along. Um, so okay. and we can, I can easily do that on the uh, new downloads page on the Laser Everything website. So we have that project files page, which is up there now, guys. So if you ever want to go dig through that, go check it out. Um, okay. But okay. yeah, it would be uh, it, it would be easy for us to just grab those EZDs or uh, light burn files and slap them together with the artwork and the you know, the raw images that we use, you know, like that Top Gun logo unprocessed so that they can try to process it. But if they can't, like they have the next step, 
so that we've got kind of files from each other. Just something that I want to try to pay more attention to when we're producing content. Um, Some of them are from design bundles too, but we could at least link to that, the page we got them from or whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can link to that. And I think once we've made changes to those files, I think for educational use, it would be okay to to drop on on lasereverything.net too. Uh, maybe not like the the vector files, you know, we can link to those, but then uh, once we have them in our laser software and we've started making changes and, you know, doing different yeah. cuts and layers. And a things, reasonable enough amount of differences and such. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's a okay just for the, the sake of like learning, you know, um, I think, I think that would be a good educational use of that material. So I'd really, that's something I'd really like to do. Um, so we can think about that going forward. I'm just saying it out loud on the podcast so that people know that we're talking about it because I do read your suggestions uh, and I, I do take them to heart and I do want to continue to improve our resources so that you guys can get more value out of them. So uh, that's uh, definitely something that I want to uh, make sure that we tackle. I'm really far behind in chat still. Christopher, so what's up, I'm, buddy? Christopher's I'm, here. Yeah, you no, know, I invited him on. This is, I'm, this is where we're at here. I see that. I, I invited Chris on today uh, and he got home super late. You can still jump in if you want, Chris. I'll send you the link. Um Machine 27, my Galvo laser seems to change intensity across an image. One side will be lighter than the opposite side. Any suggestions? Yes, uh, your Galvo head is probably not level to your bed. So a lot of people will level the machine or they. a lot of people don't level anything at all. A lot of people will level the machine to ground uh, like they're building a, a house, uh, which is not what you want to do. What you want to do is take a level, a precise level, and take a measurement of your bed, your works, your workspace physically and find out where that is. You don't have to level it. Just make note of where the level is falling and then move it up to your galvo head and loosen the screws that are holding the galvo head to the neck and turn your galvo head so that it's leveling matches that of the workspace. They have to be parallel. And if they're not parallel and the galvo head is tilted off, to the side that means that the laser is closer on this side and then as it scans across it becomes further from the galvo head as it gets over to this side because your galvo head is slightly tilted left or right uh it happens all the time uh, especially with shipping when those machines come from overseas uh the other thing too if that's if it's left to right it's easy because you can just turn the galvo head left or right on the neck and problem solved if it's forward and backwards that's a little bit more difficult generally you've got the galvo head and it, then you have the neck and then you have the galvo uh laser path that's what that big box is behind the head it's called the laser path and there are four screws on the underside of the laser path if you loosen those screws you can shim the laser path underneath to tilt it forwards and backwards so if you find that you know you're in focus in the front but you fall out of focus in the rear you may want to try shimming that to level that out uh you know along the uh uh the y-axis there so uh that's almost certainly your, your issue though uh it's it's yeah. a lot of people think it's dirty lenses uh it's, it's usually not dirty lenses it's usually a leveling issue between the especially if it's a new machine and the workspace, yeah, uh, especially if it's a new machine. So that's where I would start on that for sure. Uh, indelible Engraving says, if you, that's a cool name, Indelible Engraving. If you have used that's a camera with light burn on a Galvo fiber laser, I have, uh, do you know if the camera calibration is specific to the overall software or specific to a machine 
profile. Uh, the camera calibration, to my knowledge, is uh, specific to the device. So you, between devices, between lenses, uh, et cetera, those calibrations should be being done from device to device, I think. But I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not 100% positive on that. That would be a better question for Lightburn support, um, which you can you know, reach out in the Discord. They're usually active on there, or you can email them. I think it's support at lightburnsoftware.com. You'll get a response in a couple of days just to double check um, or search their support forum because I'm sure that question has been asked before. But that's my current understanding of it. I, I may be wrong, though. Everybody's LOLing, but it happened so far after now that I don't remember what we said that was, oh, it's Jimmy yelling at it's, me. It was, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I always know? yell at him. He always yells at me. Here, We're good. Here's right? a good one. <sighs> Shut up, oh, Jimmy. You got it. Charles Hepburn says, do you know if there is a cheaper product than Brilliance that will get the same result? Brilliance Laser Inks is a chemical catalyst that you use to get black uh, chemical marking on metals with lasers that can't traditionally mark them. So uh, a great example is a CO2, right? You spray the brilliance on a piece of steel or aluminum. You put it in the CO2. The CO2 heats up the brilliance, doesn't engrave the brilliance. It heats it up uh, to the point where a chemical reaction takes place and that brilliance turns black and bonds to the surface. Just Which so that I've people had, know I've what that is. With that. I still have trouble with that. So. The answer yeah. to your question, Charles, uh, if there's a cheaper product than brilliance that will get the same result, is no. Not ready to go in a aerosolized can. Uh, brilliance is the cheapest of the three that I know of. There's Ceramark, which is the most expensive one uh, by a long shot. And then there's uh, LBT, um, which is uh, laser bond technology. I believe, or uh, yeah, Something laser like bond technology, LBT. LBT is really good. Uh, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than Ceramark, but it's still more expensive than Brilliance Laser Inks, uh, which is the cheapest option out of those three. There are some like homebrew recipes that I don't know Hacky off the top ways. of my head. Hacky uh, ways. Dry Molly Lube is one of them, but <sighs> that's like a results may vary situation. Um, that's and like also MDMS. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, if you want to clean up a mess afterwards, that's the way to go. The nice thing about Brilliance Laser Inks is you spray it on, you mark it, mm. and you run it under some cool water, and it's off. It's yeah. gone. I, uh, um, I, just Molly Lube I just build the customers. I just build the customers for the I savor this can. I savor it. <laughs> yeah. So, unfortunately, we'll try not to overspray. Just get it where you need it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Try not to overspray. Don't do multiple coats. It doesn't need multiple coats. I see people, when people use Brilliance, they spray it until they literally, it's like a thick like paint coat. You don't need to do that. You literally just like a one one pass over yeah. the, like I can, when, I, when it's done the right way, you can still almost see the shimmer of the metal underneath the spray. That is an appropriate coat. Uh, if you if you are like pasting it on so that it's thick and you can't see any of the metal through the spray that you just applied, you're you're wasting it. You don't need that much. Uh, it's just enough to where you can like almost barely like you think you see the metal underneath, but you're not sure. That's the right amount. You should be spraying it from like six to twelve inches away. So you want and that. That, that will color. also that will also mess with your settings if you put too much on there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and then you, if you're not react, 
the way it's intended. Exactly. Correct. Because Correct. The, the, the catalyst needs to be touching the metal and heated in order for that reaction to take place. So if there's brilliance in the way of your brilliance, right? Yeah. Your, your top layer of brilliance is going to be, you know, marked by the yeah. laser and the bottom layer is going to wash away, taking yeah. the top layer of the brilliance with it. Uh, so yeah. too much. Yeah, absolutely. Can uh, interfere with your settings. So uh, that's what I was doing traffic. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was doing. What, wrong. Less is more. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sammy says he did watch the video, had EasyCAD set up and installed. It showed in the device manager, but he said uh, someone speculated it might have been because he had EasyCAD Lite. Whether you have uh, EasyCAD or EasyCAD Lite shouldn't. It shouldn't affect. So as long as the driver is functioning with your, your board and you're launching core file, that it shouldn't matter what version of EasyCAD or the control board you have. Yeah. Uh, and if core, core, core file, core file. If core file is not launching, go download the EasyCAD CE from the downloads page at lasereverything.net slash downloads, and use try to use the core. That version of EasyCAD two comes with four different versions of core file, four different versions that you can try. Uh, there's core file two, core file two, uh, like enumerated, which is just a different version of core file two. Uh, and then like a core file to light and like a core file to advanced, they all do the same thing. They all operate the exact same way, but some people on some machines for some reason uh, can use some of them and not others. So we included all of them in that download. So go check that download out. If you're still having problems and you can't launch core file um, and core file, of course your machine has to be on and plugged in as well, because it's just like you're launching EasyCAD. So if you, uh, don't have your machine on and plugged into the computer when launching core file core file is going to refuse to launch you can't open that without the laser on like you can light burn uh, so make sure that you're you're doing that as well yep um nate said great thanks listen to the entire thing while i was in the semi i'll check it out again he has a 50 watt cloud ray which so one was he, was at, he was asking about the the coins with tony so oh, word. So yeah, um, if you're if you have a 200 millimeter lens and you have a 50 watt to or a, a 50 watt fiber, um, basically you're just going to proportionately drop down the power by, you know, that percent. Mm -hmm. So one sixth, uh, and it'll get you into the ballpark. Not that I uh, should uh, be derailing the conversation again, but another thing that I saw was that people still want help with getting conversions done for their libraries. So another thing I would like to sit and do with you at some point, Kyle, and I'm, again, I'm just kind of saying this uh, out loud during the podcast for posterity, but um, I would really like to just sit and just mass export library files for like a day, you can do that. Like literally like an, an eight hour day. Get like every combo we can think of. Every combo we can think of and then just include them all. It's what's it going to end up being like a 10 megabyte download, you know, with all those conversions. It's not going to be big. Um, It'll save some headaches in the long run. It will. And I think most of the libraries are at the point where we're not going to be adding to them every day. So, you know, at least like, not the fiber one. The, the biggest sure. problem with pre converting those libraries was that we were updating them all the time, uh, especially the fiber one. In fact, I'm, I'm mostly talking about the fiber one right now. Just um, but to be fair, we, that's the most. Used. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's also the least updated now because we've added most of the things we want to add to it. So um, it's at a, a state now where we are not constantly updating it, which means I don't have to do 50 exports or 100 exports every single time we publish a new library. So I think we're there. I think we can just sit down one day, make sure that we've got everything in there we want in there, and then mass export just like a ton of different combos and date it and just throw it up, you know? And then people that don't want to convert, don't know how to convert, can't figure out how to convert, there will be an option, an option for them at least, right? Even if it becomes like deprecated after a while, we can still include it, you know? And it's just, you know, this one's a little out of date, but you don't have to convert it. Uh, and I think that would be a good, we could do that like once a year or something, you know, um, yeah. and, and like try to help those people. Um, Chris says, damn, look at that merch. Dude, Chris must be watching in the past. I think he started at the beginning. I don't think he scrolled all the way up to live. Uh, Jim, Jimmy's got the hat. You got the hat and the shirt and I got. Oh, the- he's talking. Yeah. He's talking about the stuff we're actually wearing right we're now. Yeah. Oh, You're yeah. supposed to tell me what merch you want, dude. So I can send you some merch, some funky donkey merch. Uh, love. Love's right, here. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. We're both trying to do it at the same time. I should just let you do it. I should stop touching. Uh, love says I present. Hi, love. Good to see you. I presently have the Glowforge Pro, but have a Mira Seven due in November. Congratulations! That is a big, significant upgrade. Um, what do you recommend I use for a program? Lightburn. I presently use Silhouette Business Edition with my Mac. I don't uh, even think that will work. No, Light, no. Lightburn. Lightburn. Your Mirror 7 comes with a Ruida controller, so you have two yeah. options for software. RD works. Uh, don't do not do RD works. And Lightburn. Uh, I so, don't even think she can do that on her Mac, can she? RD works is RD works Windows only. I f- to be determined. TBD, Use yeah. Lightburn anyway. Use Lightburn anyway. It's irrelevant because uh, RD yeah. works is rough around the edges. It's not... It's not easy CAD rough, but it's it's rough. Um, so you know, Lightburn's the Lightburn's the way to go for that. It, sure. It's a functional base software, but it's not pretty. Yeah. Um, Jack says his Galvo head was not straight or level. <laughs> I guess they knew who they were sending <laughs> it to. Yeah, uh, definitely something you guys want to be checking. Uh, we should probably have an episode on that. I, we, we cover it very briefly in the episode where we swap the Galvo head on the CO2 Galvo. Uh, but that's the only time that I bring it up and it, it probably deserves its own episode. So uh, we'll add that to the list. Snaff says, I always used EasyCAD 2, switched to Lightburn, and it has been a joy compared to EasyCAD 2. We are uh, yeah. all with you on that one. Hell um, yeah. The Louisiana hobby guy himself, Mr. Rich, Q&As are a wonderful content. If they help you, throw them a tip. Thank you, Rich. Thank you so much, Rich. Great to have you by. Always nice to see that smile and face pop up in live chat. I love it, man. Thank you. And Love says, don't forget to smash the like button. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Smash that like button. Everybody else know the content is good. Bring those viewers in, especially while we're live. Hitting that like button while we're live uh, tells Google that more people should be watching it. So definitely, if you have a moment, please smash the like button. Mike says, hey, guys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, Robert says, I had a weird experience. I had a 74 by 74 work area lens. I was down by deep engraving on uh, eighth inch stainless steel. The letters mm. were all within the field to engrave. But on the left side, it was more aggressive than on the right. Any ideas? So yeah. same thing we mentioned before, uh, or more so Alex mentioned before, where 
uh, it's entirely possible that your, uh, your fiber head is not parallel to your work area. Mm-hmm. And we, we say level, but it's not like true level. It's level to the same degree that your work bed is for your head. So make so sure they're, you they're are, parallel. You don't want, you know, yeah. you don't want them like, you know, this or this or this. You want them parallel. So make sure yes. if they're off, if they're not level with ground, make sure they're both not level with the ground by the same amount. It's uh, it's not circle track racing. You don't want the left side of your car to be like six inches lower than your right. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, flat to each yeah, other. Flat. And Snap says, Robert, did you clean your optics? That's another thing to check, but. Honestly, if it's if it's a new-ish laser, um, in all likelihood, if you haven't checked, if we, they're out of level with each other. We get this question a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's 99.999% of the time it's a leveling issue, uh, not a, a lens issue. And he does, he does say later on if it's level and clean. The only other thing. If it's, yeah. if it's level and clean... Um, the, the next things that I would check are probably the, uh, Galvo mirrors, which you can look at by framing something and taking the lens off completely, uh, and like actually looking at those mirrors, uh, framing, not marking framing, uh, wear your glasses anyway, safety glasses anyway, but you can see the mirrors moving and see if they're moving in time or not just by lighting up like a little circle or something. And uh, usually it's pretty visually obvious if there's an issue with them. It's 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 going to be a big apparent issue. You're not hunting for small details on that. And the other thing, which I would probably do first, is check your uh, Galvo head power supply. Typically 15 volts. You can use any multimeter. And we have a full episode on power supply testing on the main channel. Uh, so you guys will want to check that out too. Uh, we've seen a lot of freakish issues with Galvo heads lately that turn out to be the 15 volt power supply powering them. The second you put a load on that power supply, the uh, the power just takes a dump. Uh, your voltage just takes a dump, and uh, it it causes some funky, weird errors. For some, some funky people, it's like stuff. a minute or two into into engraving after the caps heat up. Yeah the voltage starts to dip that yep. that then you start getting crazy lines in your engraving that's another thing that happens too yeah so. i'm going to uh, i'm going to see if jimmy's sound issue is over okay say something jimmy i'm good all right you weren't okay. <laughs> you weren't good uh, we had, I, we had to mute you the compressor kicked out oh it was loud oh, okay. dude wow. i'm this, sorry this, I'm mic, okay. this mic okay. picks it up though I'm sorry. But I'm like, holy crap! I go, can you hear that? Because before love you says such a great stream with the coin. It sure is special. Thank you, love. That was a good. That was a good stream, man. A lot of great questions. Uh, you know, appropriate tangents uh, that that led to good learning. Uh, Snap says swapping between EasyCAD two and Lightburn. Keep restore points for both. Swap between them. Yes. Um, one thing I recommend to everyone I, that asks about getting set up. Keep a copy of this, like the software or the setups that you're using, completely separate from your computer. Just upload them to Google Drive, throw them in a zip folder, something. Dropbox, um, anything. Yeah, and just have a physical copy somewhere separate from your computer. So if you get a virus, something happens to your computer, the drive dies, whatever, 
you have another copy and you can get up and running quickly. I mean, on, on Lightburn, you, you can export your libraries and device profiles. So you can actually, you don't even need to like hunt for weird installation folders on Lightburn. Uh, you can literally just export all of that data. Almost every menu in Lightburn, Lightburn has an export menu <laughs> that you can and click. Your libraries, and, your libraries are already separate files. So you can yeah. just copy wherever keep all of your libraries and everything in one spot and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. copy everything into a zip folder and slap it on a flash drive or something. Absolutely. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, uh, Jack says, I clean the mirrors on my CO2. Does anyone clean the mirrors on the Galvo? Uh, no. You really should not be doing that uh, ever. It shouldn't really be collecting any dust or anything because it's sealed as long as your lens is there. It should be sealed as long as your lens is there. And don't, if you, don't leave it stored without a lens on it. <laughs> if you handle the mirrors just a little bit too roughly when you're when you're trying to clean them with like a Q-tip and the touch of a fairy, okay, and you, you push just a little too hard, you're going to set them off of like their little set position, their little set rest position, and then they just are off. That's it. You can't like just you can't like get them set back. It's very very sensitive equipment in there, uh, and you really should not be touching them under any circumstances. If you're really concerned about them being dirty, you can always use uh, like an air compressor and blow some air out. Don't use canned compressed air because the uh, bitterance and like solvents that they use in that will leave a residue on the mirrors. So do not use canned compressed air, use a compressor of some sort. We have a, uh, actually it's not on the buying guide, but it's uh, uh, the DataVac is what it's called. Great, just infinite compressed air specifically designed for cleaning things. If you're gonna do anything, do that keep solvents keep you know chemical cleaners uh literally kind of liquid just all that just yeah just don't touch them just don't touch anything inside the galvo head uh you should really leave it alone and your your lenses should be on your laser all the time because they're protecting those mirrors uh swapping a a lens that has been busted damaged scratched uh, made permanently dirty somehow is a 70 dollars investment and replacing your Galvo head is three to four to five hundred dollars. So, uh, or you know. if you're one of the the sad souls who has a 3D laser head, it's it's more. Uh, yeah, then you're effed. Yeah, um, and <laughs> and I dude, I've I've had the same lenses just sitting on on my fiber laser without a lens cap or anything. The lenses aren't as sensitive as everybody makes them out to be. Uh, they're they're pretty, they're, they're pretty, pretty chunky boards. Hardy. It's like hardy thick, like you know glass uh so you you know I've, I've had them just sitting out without a lens cap for years years okay. now they've just been sitting there and they work fine and don't have a speck of dust or, or scratch on them anywhere so uh sacrifice the lens before sacrificing the galvo to like try to protect the lens the lens isn't worth protecting uh it's it's the galvo head and its internal components that, that you want to protect yeah uh, Chris says he's live. Give me that funky donkey. I don't know if that means he wants in or not. I don't know if that, I, I mean, I'll send him the invite code just in case I'm live. It'd be nice to catch up with Chris. He just sent me a huge list of, uh, of, uh, laser everything merch that he wants. 
Oh, dude, I forgot. I uploaded the, that Matron shirt to the shop. I have to place another merch order now. <laughs> I, Dude, have you seen? The, I showed you the Splatter Matron shirt, right? Yeah, it's, dude, it's, so it's sick. pretty. It's, it's pretty. so sick. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, You said goodnight, so I don't know if he's still around. Did he say goodnight? He, he said, said give goodnight. me that funky donkey. Yeah, and he said goodnight. Um, Greg says, appreciate your working. LMA has me jogging and I'm learning more all the time. Thanks, man. Dope. Love to hear it. Um, it's our favorite thing to hear. It would have to be massively on level to make a difference though. Uh, it doesn't have to be, um, a couple of degrees can make an enormous difference because when you're articulating versus a flat plane like this you're going to have infinitely more space here versus the angle that you're rotating. Yeah. And the, it, it makes a big difference. The, the lens that you're using too makes a massive difference. If you're on a 300 millimeter lens and that's all you've ever used, you might not notice a degree or two, but if you're on a 70 or a 110, it could make all the difference in the world. Even uh, a 150, I mean, or, you know, whatever with my UV, uh, I only have a focal UV. range of like, one to one and a half millimeters. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if I'm cockeyed by a half a degree, the edges of my workspace are absolutely going to be entirely different from each other. More absorbent material too. Yeah, you'll you're far li less likely to notice on something than aluminum, like than something like copper, right? Where your reflectivity rate is way higher. Um, but hey, guys, look, we uh, we snagged a big fish here. Chris, hello. Hey, man, what's going on? What's up? How's uh how's life treating you? Um, busy. It's a busy week. You doing but some? Been... You doing some more rotary tonight? Um, uh, maybe. I got home pretty late, and I don't really have anything fun to engrave in mind. But we could knock out that timing, dude. Wow, uh, we could. We could. Chris's, <laughs> timing, Chris's timing needs attention on his uh, on his EM Smart. But we spent like four hours last night nailing down a like powder coat removal setting for him to use with his rotary, which is cool. We haven't really gotten into project mark like cylinder correction stuff yet, but he's it's clean, dude. It's that you got that bottle around, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm mean, here on my phone because I, I wasn't prepared for this, but yeah, it's all right. Um, it came out. It came out. While you're yeah. walking, I'll pull up another. Uh, yeah, let's see another one. Hi, new here. What is a perfect laser for a jeweler? Well, first off, welcome. welcome. Um, perfect laser for a jeweler is it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, material <laughs> big time uh, is yeah. a big material question. If you're just doing rings, uh, like on a rotary, uh, you could probably get away with a 30 watt and a 70 millimeter lens. Um, kind of just depends if you're going to be cutting silver and gold um you're probably going to want a 50 or a 60 watt um uh, copper too big time uh, oh i didn't even think about copper but yeah if you do anything with copper yeah. you're going to want yes. a little bit more power especially if you're trying to cut it or do anything like that yeah for sure um so oh, he says for cutting uh, nameplates and engraving jewelry. So, dude, yeah, sixty watt M7 for sure. You get that high power, high pulse output power while you're at higher frequencies for cutting, and and it's gonna go a lot faster. It'll be a lot yeah. more economical with something like that. That kind of stuff. If setup. you if you want some reliable, um, you know, brands to check out, uh, do some pricing, see what works 
you know, for you in terms of your budget, check out our buying guide, go down in the description, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a couple options there and they even have a couple of different models. So it just yeah. kind of depends on what you need. Yeah. Um, any, any luck, Chris? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um, nice. You know, yep. just, uh, the many, many pumpkins that we worked through. But you can see the the shimmer of the steel, though. It's not you, you know I, we can't see the grain, obviously, but I can see yeah. the the shimmer. You know, I mean, we definitely went from engraving it completely to yeah, like a nice just removal. Of just the paint. Remove, yeah, just removing that paint. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris bid it on a Yeti, his first Yeti. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and luckily it was for like a good friend of his, so he didn't have to replace it. Chris said he was really nice about it, but um, uh, you know, we all we all bite the first yeti. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I was doing it without the rotary tool, and I didn't use the uh, <clears throat> um, surface uh, uh, curvature adjustment that Lightburn has in it. He was projecting um, without using cylinder correction yeah but i mean i i wasn't trying to you know engrave anything too wide so i mean you saw my overwatch engraving that was on the cup and that was done yeah and that looked great that was also done without it so i mean it, yeah. it definitely didn't uh warp too much but um yeah I, I definitely could have done a better job for sure i mean the, all of us every day it's all good man it was a good effort and we uh we spent some time and knocked it out yesterday i was stoked about it yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of like went around today and I was like, anybody got any uh, cups they want anything on? Because mm-hmm. I got the rotary set up and I don't want to take it apart without doing anything else. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Did we uh, did we have another one there, Kyle? Yep. Uh, Luke says, hi guys, just curious what the best laser is to cut half inch to one inch EVA foam and if a good diode laser would work. Thanks. Uh, um, I don't I don't. I haven't tried diode for EVA, but CO two makes quick work of it, and it cuts nice. Yeah. Cuts nice on a CO two. Yep. If you have a longer focal length lens, too, like a, a three or four inch, it'll yeah. make it an even flatter cut. If mm-hmm. you're going for the deep stuff. Um. But yeah, I mean, it it just kind of falls apart. You got to go fast. That's right away. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's going to be stinky. Yeah. It, it's. A relatively safe, you know, thing to cut as long as you have some level of fume extraction. We'll try some um, hockey pucks. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've, not, I've not tried the hockey pucks yet. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming on, Chris. Uh, Chris just told me it was bailing, but uh, appreciate you stopping okay. in to say, "Hey, man." Um, I imagine a diode would be okay. Um, I don't. I wouldn't be able to say for sure because again we haven't tried it but um based off of how similar diode and co2 are i'd imagine you'd be yeah i don't know what the, to get something. i don't know how the i mean maybe like a long focus one they're similar with like how they interact with organics but they're they're fairly oh, far I mean. apart uh like wavelength wise so i'd be it, it would be interesting it'd be an experiment um i wouldn't try it with a stand uh, a short focus one because honestly the beam is going to diverge so much yeah because it it comes out like an hourglass shape like we were explaining before so a long focus has a really tight x shape right Mm -hmm. so you get that long 
uh, stretch where it's in focus, the shorter the focus you get, the, t the smaller of a dot you're going to get, but the quicker it's going to come out of focus and you're going to end up with like with crazy mess. melting and yeah. it's going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't try it without having a long focus module on it. Yeah. Uh, J Max is bedtime. Night, guys. Night, J Max. See you. Chris is night. Uh, Snaff donated 10 bucks. Says, keep up the good job, guys. Thanks, Snaff. Will do, Snaff. Thank you so much for the super chat. We appreciate it. Uh, R. Nelson says, does anyone laser engrave challenge coins? I've tried a couple, and just time wise, it doesn't seem cost effective. Uh, I did one, uh, what was it, last week? Um, I did a <sighs> Top Gun coin. Um, you can, you can make them worth your time. Uh, it just depends on what you're doing and how you want to do it. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit on last week's podcast Q and a too. Um, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta charge for it. Um, yeah. where you gotta, you gotta make some compromises, whether that's depth or finish or, you know, fit or whatever. Um, it's, it's definitely, uh, certainly on the, on the more challenging end of things to, make profitable right but so if it's it's a uh, uh, depth is depth uh the more depth the less better finish you're gonna get or is that the, they're not it's the, they're not together yeah it's the speed that you acquire that depth you can go yeah. really deep really fast with a powerful laser but it's going to be covered in slag and it's going to have rough hard edges if you take four, five, six times longer to achieve that same depth with a lower power and a higher speed, you will get a cleaner finish when it's done. So, so it's, can you can you zap it really hard, fast with five passes and then back or down and and then level everything off? Or that's, you know, that's up for debate. That's you I'm gotta kind of you gotta kind of yeah, testing. Man. The, uh, yeah. the other thing you can do is you can do the bulk of the work on the laser. And instead of doing the finishing work on the laser, like some people say they want to polish stuff on the laser, which is technically not possible by definition, yeah. but conversation, conversation for another time. Um, you can do the finishing work, for example, in a uh, like a rotary tumbler with like dude. polishing media or, uh, you I know whatever dude, i want a tumbler so bad i want one that i that's what i was i was gonna talk to you about for uh that coin episode we do in like a couple of months or whatever I really that's, really want one yeah. yeah anyways so um there are ways to make it more time effective and a a polishing tumbler tumbler like that would be a way of uh removing the manual labor of lasering it and save you time because you can throw it in the tumbler and walk away because that's not something you have to babysit. Yeah. And that's going to be a couple hours. You can throw it in the power set a timer right? on it. And yeah, you know, Jimmy, they're, they're it's basically just a big washing machine. You fill with fucking rocks yeah. and then yeah. the, the rocks Pol hit the media. thing over and over and over again. Yeah. No, rocks. No, my buddy, oh, my buddy rocks. does a lot with brass for his, uh, his uh, shell yeah. casings. Yeah, yep. it works great yep. on softer metals too. Uh, you'll, yep. you'll have more difficulty. Brass coins. Things like yep. titanium are going to put up a little bit more of a fight and you need more expensive media for that. But it, yep. it, it's a great general use thing. Steel, aluminum, brass, copper uh, are all going to do great with, with a tumbler. And we now I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do after the podcast tonight. I think I'm going to go on Amazon and buy a tumbler. 
probably shouldn't, but that's, you know, that's where we're that's, at. That's on one of my shopping lists, too. Yeah. Uh, Snap says, question for you guys on rotary ring engraving. I tried engraving a ring. It essentially reflected off. Couldn't find a good angle for it to engrave. Um, you want the shallowest angle you can, especially if you're engraving the inside of the ring. You obviously yeah. need some angle to get it to hit the inside of the ring. But if you have it cocked way sideways, it's going to not want to skirt by yeah I, um, so the, the way we do it in the ring rotary video is i'll actually start with a red box the width of the ring like the the height of the ring i suppose if you were to lay it flat on a table i start with a red box that tall and then i light the box and i just tilt the ring until i can see the entire box on the inside the second that that top edge of the box becomes visible and is no longer clipping that top edge that's the maximum angle of rotation that I do. If you are still finding that it's like defocusing halfway down it or something like that, uh, it may be time to try either a larger lens or a smaller lens. Uh, a larger lens, if you're doing a highly reflective material uh, and it's just you're not getting the power density needed to mark the inside of the ring or uh, um, uh, a smaller lens if you needed more power density because you're reflecting or a larger lens, uh, if still, even though you've rotated the ring to the bare minimum angle to see that red box and you're not getting a mark, uh, it, it may be because your your depth of field uh, is just not sufficient, um, in which case you would want a slightly larger lens. Try the next size up. If you're on a 110, move to a 150 and see if that added depth of field will help you. But that said, for the most part, even on the smallest lenses, depth of field should generally not be an issue uh because yeah. it's such a i mean that angle the depth that that adds uh, is is so minimal i could only really imagine that that's an issue for people on uv lasers uh, or if you're using like a 70 millimeter lens even the 110 which i use regularly to mark the inside of rings performs well uh in that aspect so it might be a material issue if you're uh if you're trying to do like something like copper where it's just it's so resilient to, to being laser engraved uh, and you have something like a 30 watt, try going down to like a 70 millimeter lens mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. like you, you just need more power density and you're going to have to pound it. Yeah. Um, Slow that speed down, tighten that line distance way up. Yep. yep. Uh, love sent in nine ninety nine. Thank you. Oh, love. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, <laughs> Joven says, let's see that tumbler. Oh yeah, he showed it. It looked good. Luke, Luke also sent in ten bucks. Damn! Thank um, you guys. Thank you he, guys so much. He asked the EVA question again, but then said um, something like a Nee G three Max, for example. I like diode for large working area. I actually have a Nee G uh, Max that I need to review. So yeah, that exact maybe, machine. Maybe I can get my hands on like a small piece of EVA. I don't have like any inch. something. I could even stack it to see what it like a one inch would be like or something. But yeah, um, I'll see what I can it's find. It's gonna go well. <laughs> that is, that is, um, that's the next diode coming up for review after the one that I'm working on editing. Yeah, that's gonna be dope. So um, I'll uh, I'll see what I can find. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll, we'll see. No promises, though. Um, Snaff says an ammo casing tumbler would be a small investment. True story. Yes, it is. Uh, Jack says rock tumbler. 
Yeah. He says uh, you have you have a rotary, build yeah. a rock tumbler. Like use oh. the rotary tool to actually Yeah, that's that's a bit much. I think I'll probably just buy one. But it's you know, that would be an interesting video. Uh yeah, it would. somebody do that. Um Snaff says he was using a Rakus 30 watt at about 25 frequency 150 lens. Mm. So a 30 watt is going to have a hard time with copper and a 150 mm -hmm. lens might be a little big for, for you. Yeah, um, absolutely. I can just from experience, I can down. tell you, I can tell you uh, already that, um, that that combo is not going to be effective for copper. So uh, a 110 at the minimum, and even my 110 with 30 watts struggled with copper. I did it. We got away with it, uh, but it struggled. The other thing, I, I'm not sure if you are doing this or not, Snaf, but tighten up your line distance. 0 0.002 to 0 0.005 millimeters on your line distance, which gives that laser lots of time in one area before moving on to really get it hot to aid in that ablation. It makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah, that's... Uh a whole decimal place smaller than what you would work with on like stainless steel for example yeah um but yeah 100 percent. and that that basically gets us to the the front of the line here uh which yeah. is good because we just hit one hour we literally just hit one hour you know unless you guys have anything you want to throw me at the last minute i will wait one minute before i do the outro I, you, people always wait until i open my mouth to do the outro uh, before they before they want to like throw their last second questions out, so I'm just gonna wait a minute. I'm just gonna wait a minute. Um, we'll we'll see if you guys have anything you want to throw down. Right, we don't want to leave anybody close. hanging. I don't I don't like leaving people hanging. Uh, but we are at an hour, so uh, we're getting we're getting real close here. I like this uh, little Q and A's have been working out. These are fun. Lots of good questions too. Lots of like, good questions. I was good good questions. I was a little nervous when we did the last one by accident when we didn't mean to do a Q&A but we did. Last week's episode was really good guys. Last Thursday's episode, you should go listen to it if you haven't already, but um I was a little nervous that it wouldn't like the experience wouldn't be as good on headphones like when you're just listening to the audio. But I was listening to it in the car. I had a really long drive to to do, and I'm always looking for like flaws and things to like change from episode to episode. And I loved it. I thought it was a great episode uh, to listen to on the audio podcast, not just on YouTube. So I was really happy with that too. Uh, <laughs> Miranda says Nugget is very ready for you to be done. That's it, guys. The call of the wild. I need to uh, go downstairs and get my uh, my psycho daughter. And uh, relieve my wife because uh, it is very definitely bedtime for that little nugget girl. I got her a burn to learn onesie. I'll throw it up next time. But they're so um, adorable, dude. It's so cute. Um, you didn't put it on her yet? No, dude. I had to shrink it in the wash first because it came oh. in like a freaking medium boys t-shirt. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Uh, what do you call it? The hat yeah. I had is too thick. It's too big. Came no, that too hat big? is too small, and you're crazy. And that's an argument for another time. Uh -huh. um, Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Laser Source Podcast. Kyle, Jimmy, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you as Boys. always. Uh, appreciate you having having you guys around. And uh, special thanks to Chris for for popping in momentarily to show off that beautiful mane and his gorgeous tumbler. Celebrity appearance. We love you, bro. And um, you know, oh, LA Hobby guy, great stream. More Q and A's. You got it, dude. Uh, thank you so much Absolutely. for the uh, the additional super chat there. Um, Always makes a difference, makes us feel appreciated and loved. So uh, we appreciate you, man. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the Laser Source podcast. Uh, if you guys got value out of this episode, if you're watching on YouTube, 
don't forget to smash the like button let everybody else know the content was good and don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you get notified the next time we upload a new episode of the podcast if you're listening to this and you're on apple Podcasts, please rate and review that five-star review goes a long way in making sure that apple thinks that our content is valuable to show to their listeners so uh just takes a couple seconds just click the little star and say uh you know we love lasers in fact rate and review the show on apple Podcasts right now and tell me whether or not in the review you don't even need to write a review just tell me whether or not you think diode will cut eva foam well that's what, that's what I want you to write in the review box. Write whether or not you think a diode will cut EVA foam well uh, with your five-star rating. And uh, that's it, guys. Uh, that's all we've got. Links to everything down below. we got a brand new buying guide, brand new downloads page, brand new merch shop, lots of new merch, blah, 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 blah. You hear me say it all the time. If you want to support the channel, head over to masters.lasereverything.net to find out how. It's the number one way to support the channel. And uh, thank you to everybody who was here live for this recording. As usual, we're going to take it down, give it a quick edit, cut out Jimmy's coughing and uh, and compressor sounds. He's mad. He's muted, but he doesn't know it. And uh, and we'll re-upload it. I'll have it back up for you really soon. I still need to upload uh, Marco's episode as well, which I have not gotten to yet because we're very close so to being done. We're very close to being done with the, uh, the light object facility tour. Uh, that'll be going up Friday at noon. So mark it on your calendars, uh, Friday at noon, Light Object Tour, gonna be dope. That's all I've got. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening, hanging out. We love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Night. See you in the next one.